All right. So welcome back to our discipleship training. Hallelujah. You know, um, for any of you all who came into the discipleship training late, you may be a bit lost um, by some of the things that we say, uh, but it's predicated upon the earlier parts of the course. That said, follow along as best you can, whatever you don't understand, put it on the shelf. And everything is uh is online. So I'm gonna have to um actually refer back to past uh the past lessons that, that are uploaded online. All right. I'm in. I'm in. All right, so we're gonna jump back into this. So um we're doing the discipleship training and we had some homework last week. Who done their homework? Well, what a blind bunch of disciples we have here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we did have a couple people did their homework at least, yeah. you know. Yeah. All right. So what um, the homework was to go over chapter 15, which represents the first covenant of the Most High. Um, and, you know, it's the covenant to Abba. And then also chapter 17, which represents the new covenant or, or new covenant, the second covenant that was given to Abba. You know, um, so that was actually given to Abraham, you know, uh, and we know Abba and Abraham, you know, uh, same person, but slightly different, right? You know, because, you know, God changed his name, you know, and so for the uh, newcomers, that's what we're doing. We're, we're comparing the two covenants because they are they are akin to the covenant that was given to Israel and the covenant that we are under in Yahshua. Amen. Amen. You know, so this was this is what the homework assignment was about. You know, and so the discipleship training is all centered about you know a concept. You know, and this concept is that. Scripture is a world in and of itself. Hence, we always start off with a poem called The World of Scripture. Mm -hmm. It says, welcome to my world, a place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last, the end is told from the beginning, and when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. Yeah. Where trumpets are the depicted as voices and the persecuted righteous don't complain but actually rejoice mm -hmm. here swords are likened to the word or demons of bird the dead are yet alive the living are actually dead blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread it's a place wherein the humble are depicted as poor and the poorer one becomes they're later found to be that much richer i'm speaking to no other place than the awesome world of scripture so please turn off your phones perk up your ears and get ready to listen for the rural cockadash is about to begin to hallelujah all right so um, I'm going to just uh, present what I found and you can see how you align up with it, you know, and we're not going to get through the whole thing today because, um, you know, I ran out of time, you know, and so, yeah, that way, that's what happened. That's my story. I'm sticking to it, right? <laughs> you know, so. Uh, so the first covenant came through the word of Yahshua, the word of Yah, I should say, 
i.e. Yahshua. Now, you know, we read here in Genesis 15, 1, it says, after these things, the word of Yahuwah mm -hmm. came unto Abram. Now, the word of Yahuwah is a code term for Yahshua. Mm -hmm. You know, where do we get that from? John 1, not first John, but John 1. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with Elohim, and the word was Elohim, right? Yeah. You know, and so if the word was Elohim and the word is Yahshua, then when we read about the word of Yahuwah, you know, coming to Abram, we can also know that that is Yahshua coming to Abram. Oh, yeah. Amen? Amen. You know, and so here it is. We see this first covenant came through the word of um, Yah, or through Yahshua. All right? You know, now the second covenant came through Yahuwah, the Almighty El. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody catch that difference? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Don't make me come check no papers. No, no I'm just playing. <laughs> you know, uh, the second covenant came through Yahuwah, the Almighty El, and, you know, it was obvious. It was in the first verses. Uh, yeah. You know, it says, says, says when Abram was 90 years old and nine, Yahuwah appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty El. Walk before me and be thou perfect. So here we clearly see that the first covenant came through the word of Yah. It came through Yahshua. You know, um, the second covenant came through Yahuwah, the almighty El. You know, now, another way of looking at this is saying, you know, the first covenant came through Yahshua, and the second covenant came through his father. Can you see that? Yeah. All right. You know, um, now, also, we have the first covenant was prompted by Abram in relation to what he had previously done. Hence, it came after these things that he might be assured of the word of Yah um, or Yahshua uh, that was given to him. So we see here in Genesis 15, 1, it says, after these things. Well, what things? The things that they just got me speaking about in chapter 14. You know, um, and so... 14 and, and before, you know, so, you know, Yah had asked Abram to do some things. He asked him, you know, leave from the land of his fathers. He asked him to um, go into the land of Canaan. You know, he told him to, you know, uh, 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 what to do. He told him what to do all while he was there. You know, he went in and out of adversity. You know, he even went to war. You know, had to go to war to, to um, fight to get his family back. And, you know, and he didn't even take any reward for that. And that was huge. Like, you know, that was the whole reason people went to war was for the spoils. Mm -hmm. You know. Reporting in progress. Hallelujah. All right. So. You know, um, so for him to give up the spoils of war was a huge thing, you know. Um, and so, you know, but, you know, those of us with this Western mindset, you know, and with this modern day culture, we don't understand just how huge that was. Right. You know, um, 
But nevertheless, you know, it was. And so here it is. We find that uh, Aaron actually gave that up, you know. You know, so this first covenant, what I want you to, um, to see is that it was prompted by Aaron in relation to what he had done previously, you know. So this is why uh, chapter 15 starts off with after these things, after all this stuff he had done, he had done everything Yah had asked him to do up to that point. Amen. You know, and so in, in doing all those things, you know, Yah made him some promises, you know, and, you know, and, you know, this, you know, he got to the point to where he was like, okay, how do I know? How do I know this is, this is going to happen? Mm -hmm. And so this is found in Genesis 15, 7 and 8. It says, and he said unto him, I am Yahuwah that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. Now, this word inherit doesn't mean to inherit like we inherit something from our forefathers. This word inherit actually means to dispossess. Mm -hmm. So it means, you know, I give you this land to inherit. It means I, I give you this land to take, mm -hmm. you know, and evict the, the, um, the people that's here. You know, in other words, I'm going to give you the power and the authority to evict everybody that's in this land. Mm -hmm. You know, now, you know, it, you know, Abram didn't have no problem believing that, you know, he was going to give him a seed, you know, from his, from his own loins and, and that they were going to multiply, you know, as the stars of the heaven, you know, because um, he can see like generation after generation, you know, people being born, you know, I suppose it was kind of easier for him to see, but this land was filled with people. You know, it was filled with people with different nations, yeah. not just one people, several different nations. And so, you know, I was like, well, how I know I'm inherited. How, how, how I know I'm going to dispossess. I can't dispossess these people. <laughs> you know, I, how am I going to be, you know, how do I know? So he, he just asked a question, you know. And so this prompted Yah to give him assurance. It's prompted Yah to make a covenant with him that he might be secure, you know, that Yah was going to keep his word. You follow? Yeah. All right. The second covenant was incited. So that was why the first covenant was was uh was actually prompted was because you know he was asked in verse seven. Um he said, uh in verse eight, he says, Whereby shall I know I shall inherit it? You know, and so yeah, you know, in order to show him, you know, he made a covenant with him. So that was prompted by his asking that, you know, and looking for surety. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, I gave him a covenant. You know, now the second covenant was incited by Yah El himself mm -hmm. in conjunction with what was yet futuristic. You know, now, like I said, you know, the first covenant was prompted by Abraham in relation to what had already been done and what was present. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. You know, and, you know, but the second covenant didn't have anything to do with what was present. Mm -hmm. It didn't have anything to do with what had been done. It had everything to do with what was yet futuristic. Yeah. And so when we look at Genesis 17, 1 and 2, it says, when Abram was 90 years old and nine, Yahuwah appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty Elohim. Walk before me and be thy perfect. And then what? And I will make a covenant between me and thee. And will 
multiply the exceedingly. Yeah. Well, what does the will mean? It means it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It means it's something he's planning on doing. Mm -hmm. It means it's something yet futuristic. Can you see that? Yeah. You know, also consider verses 10 and 11. He says, this is my covenant, which ye shall keep. Mm -hmm. See, he hadn't kept it yet. Yep. He shall keep mm -hmm. between me and you and thy seed after thee, every man child among you shall be circumcised. Mm -hmm. See? Futuristic. Yes. You know, verse 11, and ye shall circumcise yep. the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. See, everything about this covenant was futuristic. You follow me? Yeah. You know, and so this is important to keep in mind, you know, because the covenant that we have with Yahshua is yet futuristic, you know. It, it promises a lot of stuff that hasn't happened, right? right? Yeah. Has nothing to do with what we already had have done. Has everything to do with what Yah is going to do in the future, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the first covenant led Abram to abandon Ur of the Chaldees. That is to forsake the wisdom of his father. See, because Ur of the Chaldees is cold, biblical cold, for wisdom of the fathers. Ur means a light, or I should say, you know, Ur, you know, well, whatever. It means light, right? So we're talking about the light of the Chaldees. Now, who were the Chaldees? Now, it's important to understand who the Chaldees were during biblical time. The Chaldees were the wise men. They were the wise men of, of the nation, of the world, actually. You know, when you read about the three, uh, well, actually, I just blundered. It doesn't speak about three wise men. But when you read about the wise men that uh, came during Yahshua's time, you know, they were Chaldees, Chaldeans. You know, they were considered the wise. Why were they wise? Because they were astronomers. Well, what does astronomer, astronomers do? They read the heavens. You know, so this is just simply a spiritual picture of them getting their wisdom from on high. Amen? You know, and so this is why they were considered wise. You know, now, even though they were getting their wisdom on high, they wasn't necessarily getting it from Yah. Right. Because there's a prince of the air mm -hmm. that is also above us, yep. but below Yah. Amen? Amen. You know, so don't assume because, you know, they got the wisdom, you know, uh, from on high that it was of Yah. No, it was uh, uh, was not of Yah. It was of one that was below Yah. Uh -huh. You know, now, so this first covenant uh, led Abram to abandon that wisdom um, of the Chaldees, you know, and, you know, or that light of the Chaldees. Light speaks to wisdom understanding and knowledge right mm -hmm. this is what the light represents and so this is what Yah was asking Abram to abandon the wisdom knowledge and understanding of his forefathers mm -hmm. you know now to put that in, pr in perspective concerning us today you know it is telling us to to abandon everything you learned in school mm -hmm. yeah because that's the wisdom of our forefathers, right? Yeah. You understand? Yeah. You know, and so it's like, you know, yeah, 
yeah, like like all that stuff. But you know, but you know, I went to school forever. You know, yeah, yeah, all that. You know, um, you know, it's like okay, so that is what the first covenant leads one to do. You know, it leads one to abandon. You know what they thought they knew, what they thought they understood, what they thought was wise. You know, now the second covenant causes um, him to forsake any covering other than Yah, because when you know when you are when a male is circumcised, what they're doing is removing a covering. You know, and coverings represent the Most High because he's the one that covers, you know, or a God, if you would, you know, like if someone tells you, you know, hey, don't worry about it, I got your back, then, you know, they're presenting themselves as a covering to your back, right? Yeah. You know, and, and letting you know, like, I will protect your, your, I will protect you, you know, and so this is why people serve gods for protection, you know, uh, and for and for other things, you know, as well, you know, for fortune and, and for you know, uh, you know, pretty much to get you know the desires of their heart, you know. But one of the main things is for uh, was was and is is for protection, you know. And so Yah is saying, you know, forsake any covering other than Him. That is to only trust Yah with your mind, and so that's important to understand. You know, concerning this, you know, the um, second covenant, you know, the, uh, of, of Elohim, which is, uh, you know, the, the covenant of Yahshua, you know, it deals with your mind. You know, well, wait a minute, you know, Pastor Obadiah, what do you mean it deals with your mind? And we're talking about, you know, circumcision, which is other loins, mm-hmm. you know, but yes, the loins, spiritually speaking, represent the mind. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Where do you get that from? Well, it's right in 1 Peter 1.13. See, it says, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. So be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is brought unto thee at the revelation of Yahushua Mashiach. Mashiach, All right. You know, and so here it is when you see, you know, Abraham, you know, being told to circumcise himself. It's. It's talking about remove the covering of his mind. <clears throat> you know, remove any God that's in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, trust me to be your covering, says Yah. Amen? Amen. You know, so that's what it's that's what it's all about. You know, and when you remove that covering from upon the mind. It allows for the first time for your mind to receive light mm-hmm. from on high. Mm-hmm. And again, what does light represent? Mm-hmm. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Amen? Amen. And so now the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of Yah can enter into your mind. Right. You see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right. So uh the first covenant spoke to Abram as an exalted father's um as an exalted father, and it spoke to his physical posterity. You know, so the first covenant dealt with Abram 
as an exalted father and dealt with his physical posterity. You know, hence in Genesis 15, 4 and 5, it reads, And behold, the word of Yahuwah came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir. Speaking of Eleazar, um, that was his, his oldest servant. He says, But he that shall come forth out of thine own box shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, and thou art be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. So we see this first covenant was all about the physical seed yeah. Yeah. of Abraham. Can you see that? Yeah. You know, um, we call him an exalted father because that's what Abram means. The name itself means exalted father. And so this is what that first covenant represent, represented. It represented a covenant with a man an exalted father whose seed will be multiplied you know, tremendously. Now, the second covenant, in contrast, was in relation to Abraham. You know, and so Abraham wasn't a, an exalted father in as much as he was a father of many nations because Abraham or Abraham means father of many nations. And so... You know, this was speaking to his spiritual progeny. You know, it was speaking to a spiritual progeny. So you see, you know, one covenant spoke to the physical posterity and the other covenant spoke to the spiritual progeny. You know, and how do we know that? We see in Genesis 17, 7 and 8, it says, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee. In their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a Elohim unto thee and unto thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee. The land where thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, I will be their Elohim. So you see, it concerns itself with his seed yeah. after him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so this seed that comes after him, you know, speaks to a spiritual seed. Ah, they go past over die again. How do you know it's a spiritual seed? Because scripture tells us in Galatians 3.16, it says, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not to seed as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Mashiach. Hallelujah. You know, so we see that the second covenant speaks to a father of many nations. All those nations aren't spawned from his loins. They're a spiritual seed. You know, even as Timothy was to Paul, Paul would say, you know, Timothy was his son. Well, Paul was a virgin. You know, so he wasn't talking about his physical son. He was talking about his spiritual son. Amen. Amen. You know, and so this is how we are the spiritual seed of Abraham. All right. Then we have the first covenant was predicated upon Abraham's outward self, i.e., the part of him that was open for all to see but not his personal flesh. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. You know, 
So what, what, what shows this? You know, when Genesis 15, 9 and 10, you know, Yah speaking, he says, and he said unto him, take me an heifer of three years old, a she-goat of three years old, a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these things and divided them in the midst and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. Can you see that this spoke to his outer flesh? Because all these animals belong to him. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. These were his animals. You know, it's kind of like, you know, someone, you know, um, like you live in a neighborhood and everybody knows, knows you and everybody knows where you live. And, you know, and so they were taking a stroll through the neighborhood and they have their, their cousin with them or they play cousin and, and they're just showing them the neighborhood, you know, and they're showing them where everybody lived and they, they come to your house and they say, oh, that's sister so-and-so house or that's pastor Obadiah house, you know, you know, now, you know, they associate that house with the person because it's theirs. Right. Amen. Yeah. You know, so the same thing with these animals. You know, they belong to animals, so they yeah. associate these these animals' flesh is associated with animals' flesh. Can you see that? Yeah. You know, and if one of them got away, you know, he had his brand on him. You know, one of them got away. You know, they they see they say, oh, oh, that's Abram's, um, yeah. that's Abram's yeah. car. You know, take that helper back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and so you know, because they see Abram's brand, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so they like, okay, we, we're gonna take 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 her on back. You know, um, you know, but what I'm trying to get you to see is that this is a picture of his outer flesh. You know, and everybody who saw, you know, his animals knew they were his animals because yeah. this this is the whole reason why man began to, you know, mark their animals, you know, so that they can tell their animals from other people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and so this is a picture of his flesh being divided, you know, and Yah going betwixt his flesh to enter into a covenant with him. But not his personal flesh, his outward flesh. Why? Because, you know, everybody can see the animals. Everybody can see that they're his. Amen? Yeah. Key point. Now, especially when you consider the second covenant and that it was based upon Abraham's hidden self, i.e. the part of Abraham that remain covered because you know from back then even to now people don't just walk around well normal people don't just walk around you know with their loins uncovered amen you know that is a their hidden flesh right yeah that's their flesh that stays covered right that's where you find the fig leaves right you know you know that is the hidden flesh, you know? And so that's important to understand because this covenant speaks to the part of you that is hidden, you know, that remains covered all the time that people never see. You're the only one that sees that part, right? right. You know? And so, you know, we see this in Genesis 17, 11 says, ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. You know, and it shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. So, in other words, you know, look, 
you know, you're the circumcised, the hidden you, the inner you. Mm -hmm. Now, here it is. We're talking about circumcising the foreskin of the loins. So we're talking about circumcising what? The mind. Yes. So we're talking about circumcising the mind because we know the loins represents the mind. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and so this is what 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 y'all what y'all is, is trying to get across. So this teaches that the first covenant is all about allowing the word of Yah, that is his truth, to be in the midst of our outward actions. Mm -hmm. You know, so when Yah goes to make a covenant, when he goes in the midst of the pieces and the in between the pieces, that is a picture of him being in the midst of our outer flesh. In other words, in the midst of our action. You know, so we supposed to find the word of Yah, that is the truth, because, you know, what is true, John 17, 17, thy word is true, right? You know, we're supposed to find the word of Yah, or that is scripture, his truth, in the midst of our actions. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, now, that means it's supposed to be found in the parts of us which is on display for all to see. You know, so when you look at me and you see these strings hanging off of me, you know, and you see, you know, this necklace with God's name, you know, hanging off me, you know, and you see me, you know, congregating on his, uh, on his Shabbat, mm -hmm. and you see me doing the things that's written in the book, you see Yah in my action. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You see his truth in my action, in my outward flesh. Yes. Now, that's not enough to satisfy Yah, though. That's why he had a, a second covenant, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, because that's not enough, because you can be doing all the right things. But for the wrong reason, mm -hmm. your reasoning can be all jacked up. So you can be doing the right thing, but for the wrong reason. And so you still are find yourself in a bad place at the end of the day. So this is where the second covenant comes in. The second covenant shows us that Yah is also concerned with whom we trust in. Mm -hmm. That is who we allow to cover us. What God are you trusting in? Mm -hmm. Is it Yahuwah Elohim and his son Yahushua HaMashiach or is it man? Mm -hmm. Which one are you choosing to cover you? You know, what God are you trusting in? You know, Yah reserves that spot solely for himself. Yes. Now, by removing the old covering, we open our hidden or inner selves to receive the light of his righteousness. You know, to receive the wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge of his righteousness. What righteousness? That righteousness that Yahshua came to reveal. That righteousness that was spoken of, you know, for, for hundreds of years prior to him even come. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, and so 
what we see here is two covenants, one speaking to the outer flesh and how we act, and another one speaking to the to the inner us and how we think, how we process, how we view things. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You know, and you know, ultimately, you know, both of them, you know, brings us closer to God. Yeah, we need yeah. the one in order to even qualify for mm -hmm. the other. Yeah. You know, well, that's the way it was presented to, to the family, you know. But now, you know, you know, uh, we can go straight, straight to the second. But that don't mean that we can't, we can disregard the teachings and instructions of the first. That's right. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, and so uh, this is really as far as I got. So we're going to call it a wrap right here. You know, uh, pray was a blessing. Yes. And that's all I have for you. Yeah.